back to the Two Pointers Podcast. I'm Trevor Everett. Uh, this one's super exciting because I keep talking about college basketball and I keep telling you I'm going to talk about the NBA. Uh, and then I find a way to talk about uh, college basketball with some really cool people. So uh, in just a minute, we'll get to Coleman Crawley from uh, Sharp Shot Select on Twitter and TikTok um, doing a really cool thing I'll get into about if you haven't heard about it. I think it's really, really neat what he's doing with college basketball right now. Um, really quick, uh, if you haven't checked out uh, last week's episode, feel free to do so. Everything linked below, uh, as well as two pointers in your cart, uh, wenergy.com, as well as the link in description. So now that that random plug is out of the way, uh, really quick, let me introduce Coleman. Uh, first of all, thank you for being a part of this. Obviously, you're on the road a lot this right now. Uh, I'll let you explain it, but um, I think I coined it as, you know, I wanted to make sure people understand that we're trying to find Cinderella before she gets to the ball. Right. And I love that that coin term alone was just sold me on the experience um, as a North Carolinian. <laughs> I saw the uh, UNC Greensboro uh, and Western Carolina game that made me very sad on TikTok. The the um, attendance of Western Carolina, yeah. although they are a bottom feeder in North Carolina, but um, in terms mm-hmm. of mid-major and small major college basketball. But um, I was sold from that game on. I think that was day two. So uh, we're on yeah. day 15 today. So first of all, um, welcome. Introduce yourself. Let my listeners know where they can find you, the journey, all of that stuff. Tell us about you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. And, and thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my name is Coleman Crawley. Um, I'm originally from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And uh, I got this idea, like Trevor was saying, to find Cinderella before she's at the ball. What sparked this idea, um, someone posted, I don't even remember who it was, but a link where you could look at the average attendance for every D1 school over this past season. So I clicked that link and was just baffled. I sorted it from top to bottom, baffled by how many colleges average less than 1,000 people in attendance. And I got to going through them, and I was like, wait, some of these are some pretty good teams. I hit St. Peter's. They averaged 526 people at their home games last year. They went to the Elite Eight. In the Carrier Dome, Syracuse is averaging 17,000. They didn't make the NCAA tournament. So I thought, man, there is a high level of basketball being played in these small and mid-majors. You see it when they're able to make a run to the second weekend or knock, knock off a top seed. And because no one is at these games, I can get great footage, great access right behind the bench or behind the goals because no one's there. Um, so that has been my idea. I'm doing it all in my car. Early on, I'm trying to not miss a single day of games, but in order to see the rest of the country, I'm probably going to have to miss the occasional Monday, the occasional Friday, because most of the time those are only being played in the Northeast, like on a Friday, the MAAC or something like that. Um, But yeah, I've gone to, let's see, 17 games in 14 days. So this will be the start of week three. Awesome. Yeah. Looking forward to hearing about some of these teams. I'm going to run through them uh, here in just a second. Um, but obviously it started out, you know, all, I guess the sake of the randomness of it is kind of fun because I almost in a sense, I'm just like every time I tune in, whatever time the videos go up or whatever time I see them, I'm like, okay, I went back and just tracked it. Obviously you can go over your record and stuff before I go through <laughs> the teams, but um, there is a cool aspect to it that you tied to it. And I think uh, my listeners might not know that um, I try to talk about gambling on the show when I can, um, but I think it is really neat because, like, who is Vegas really paying attention to? I think you made the point. It's like UNC Duke. They're going to pay attention to that line. That line's important. Right. But are they really paying attention to UNC Greensboro at Western Carolina? You know, UNCG minus four and a half, and I think they won by, like, 20-plus. So, yeah, it, explain that part of it before I go through some of these teams, and then we'll actually talk some basketball for a minute. No. Um, so I did a study about four years ago 
or sorry, not four years ago, over the last four years of college basketball. And the teams at the, the top of the conference that would win the conference and then the teams that were the worst in the conference. If you rode the best against the spread and faded the worst, you'd hit consistently at a 55 to 60% clip. Now, sometimes it's hard to predict those teams who might be a winner up at the top of the conference. They surprise you, right? Um, but my thought process is that Vegas gets way more action, and like you mentioned, Duke, Carolina, or on an NFL Sunday, to where they're not caring about the big sky, the big south, the the America East, you know? So I think you can find holes in what Vegas is doing and it takes longer for them to catch up because it's rounding errors to their books. You know, they, they don't really care. They aren't getting enough action in it to put their focus there. I love it. Um, I think it's really, really nice wrinkle because A, why not have a lot of fun doing it? B, right. again, it's <laughs> money you're making because I, it's, I, there's a pattern and obviously there's a lot more into it. I don't want to go into it. I think it's really neat. I don't want to, I mean, I want people to make money. Don't get me wrong, but I'm also want to, I want to make money too. So I'm like, Hey, it's all there. You can find it here and also right. on your social media. So, um, I want to hit a couple of these teams really quick. Uh, so obviously you said we're on day 15. I had through day 14, at least for the record's sake, but, um, yeah, today will be the start of day. Today 15. Was perfect. So you've, and I'm not going to hit all these cities. Like I'm, I'm probably going to miss some here and there, but, uh, day one, it was Bradley at Belmont, UNC Greensboro, Western Carolina, Radford, at UNC Asheville, shout out to the Bulldogs, who I picked as a sleeper uh, in their conference. Yeah. Colgate, Loyola, Maryland, St. Louis, St. Joe's, Vermont, UMBC, Colgate, Lehigh, Army, Lafayette, Bowling Green, Eastern Michigan. I'm just going to rattle through these. George Mason, St. Yeah. Bonaventure, Navy at Colgate. There seems to be a theme here. Uh, Iona <laughs> at Marist. That was the first thing I noticed. St. Saint Francis, PA at Wagner, uh, Penn at Columbia. That was a double uh, header there in the same day. UMBC at Bryant. Colgate at Army, again, another trend. And then Dayton at Fordham. That one's really cool. Got to see Deron Holmes drop 30. So I think taking Dayton out of it, because I think they're the obvious. They're an A-10. They're at the higher end of mid-major. Who would Mm -hmm. be right now your favorite pick to be Cinderella out of this group? I mean, you you named them off four times. But uh, for me, I would have to say right now Colgate, because I think when you look at the teams that have success and make a run that are mid-majors, they do something exceptionally well. One thing exceptionally well to where they're among the best in the country. For Loyola Chicago, it's been defense. That's That's been their calling card as to why they got to the Sweet 16 in the Final Four in the in the past few years now, obviously moved up to the A-10. Um, for Colgate, they're a top 10 three-point shooting team. So I promise you, there is not a single three, four seed in the country when it comes to Election Sunday that's like, oh, I hope we draw Colgate. No, because they can flat out outscore you. Just ask Coach Beheim in Syracuse. They did it easily. Um, now, they're, they don't defend at a super high level, so you can score on them. Um, and perhaps athleticism might, you know, give them some struggle. You obviously aren't going to see the athleticism in the Patriot that you are when they're going to play these Power 16s come NCAA tournament time. But their unselfishness, their togetherness, um, I, I through cheering for 17 teams, I have felt that being behind benches, whether or not teams are together. And Colgate absolutely is. Move the ball so well, like I said, and shoot it so ridiculously well that they can play with anybody when they're on. I don't try to live and die by Kempom, but I will say just glancing at the top 80, which the top 80 you have to take in consideration like 
obviously Bradley's number 78 uh, in Missouri Valley, places like that. Um, you have to take into consideration that a lot of these teams, so, you know, there may be a couple of those teams in there, but they're the top 80 is not normally like all tourney teams, right? There's going to be conference winners, things like that. So you're kind of like yeah. clucking at that point. You're like, you know what? I'm getting to see Colgate. Was it four times now? We got that right? Four times? Yeah. And yeah four times? It's like you got a good – you have – I trust your opinion more than anybody else who's not been to four Colgate games, I guess will be my point. Right. No, no. I, seeing them live is definitely different than watching an entire season on television because before this, that that's all I do, you know, scroll through five, six games a night on ESPN Plus or many more than that on a Saturday. But now going to them live, it definitely gives you a different feel. When you're behind that timeout and you can hear every word of what the coach is saying, how players are reacting, the body language that you're reading between TV timeouts, it is very telling about a team. Yeah, they do seem bought in. The fact you're there too, which is really funny. I love how they're just kind of excited now. It's like, just need to keep showing yeah, I mean. Why? Why I kept going back? Like they were, they were the money maker. They'd interact they with me. They'd look at the camera, and so when that happens, it gets much better social media interaction. And for me, you know, trying to make it and, and eventually be doing this full time for someone, um, selfishly, I kind of had to. Hey, where I can go get the retweets and the likes, I I, I need to go. <laughs> That's understandable. Look, as someone who does this now and podcasting and trying to get people to see stuff, I get it. Um, I knew you were probably going to say Colgate, so I wanted to have a follow-up question. Who is who is another team or a sleeper on that list? So I know it's it's you know the higher level of mid-major, but Bradley they lost they lost to Belmont, like what I was just talking about with Loyola Chicago. For Bradley, it's the defensive end. They are so sound defensively. Anytime a guy gets beat, they rotate and help and recover so well. Rank Mast inside, I, I call uh, him and his other Dutch teammate, the Dutch Bros, but two guys from the Netherlands. They've got uh, quite a few foreign guys, actually, four, I think, in their top seven. But because of their defense and that they don't have to score many points to win basketball games, they're another team. Nobody's wanting to see that. I, I wouldn't be stunned as a 12-11 makes a run to a second weekend. I'm going to spitball this because I thought you were going to say something else. Uh, what was it like seeing Rick Pitino coach in person? Iona, a ridiculously talented. Now, they were without Quinn Solansky and right. without Walker Clayton. So yeah. missing those two guys, I didn't get a great feel for him. I was ridiculously impressed. That Jenkins transfer, oh, my gosh, he's a bucket. Nelly Jr. Joseph's a force inside. When they get healthy, they're going to be terrifying. But yeah, seeing Rick Latino in person, it was very cool. He's very Saban-esque in that never satisfied. I mean, they just pounded Maris the entire night, and he never looks pleased. Um, so that that was kind of funny to watch. I'm glad you had a similar takeaway. I got to see him when he was at Louisville uh, earlier, a couple <laughs> years ago. And just the man just doesn't know how to smile when there's 40 minutes on the no. clock or less. Like, he just doesn't know how to understand where he is, and he's just such a – whether all the stuff aside, we're not going to go there, but all the stuff aside, right. he just, he seems so just balled in. Like, I don't know. I just, he seems like such a good coach, at least. Yeah. In, I, yeah I think he just loves ball, loves ball. I mean, it, it comes across um, in his coaching and just has a high standard. He expects perfection, which to go to a program, you know, like Iona and immediately, Hey, we're going to take over the conference. I know they didn't make the tournament last year, lost in the, in Atlantic city, but 
they dominated that conference for the for the conference regular season. And I look for them to do the same again this year, although they did just lose to Quinnipiac. Once they get healthy, they're scary. And those teams that aren't healthy right now, they always end up underseeded, you know. So they're probably going to be a worse seed than what they should because they haven't been healthy if they make the tournament. They're scary. More fun for the brackets. Um, I shout out to my buddy Jim Misano, who's big Lehigh. Not Lehigh. I looked at Lehigh when I said it. <laughs> big Iona <laughs> fan uh, and from up there and all that stuff. And it was just, I mean, his the pods out there for those that don't know they can find it. it last year with Jim, but he bought me so into Iona. Like I was in, I had my everything and obviously that did not go the way it should have. Obviously, like you said, in Atlantic City, yeah. I was very disappointed. So, so a couple of things I want to hit, uh, obviously your, where are you, first of all, where are you at today? Obviously you're doing this from a hotel room. YouTube audience will understand that they'll be able to see that. But, uh, where are you at today? What do we got? Obviously I'm recording this with you on what even day is it? January 11th, Wednesday. So we'll, uh, what are we doing Wednesday, January 11th? I'm in Newark, Delaware, and I'm going to Towson at Delaware. I think Towson, they haven't got off to a great start. They were top 100 last year in both offensive and defensive efficiency, according to Kim Palm. Um, I, and, and they return most everyone. They aren't fully healthy. Charleston's got off to a ridiculous start. They're inside the top 25. I think they're a little overrated. have won quite a few close games. Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but I still think Towson, is going to be the team that's going to be this conference's representative. And I've got them minus two and a half tonight at Delaware. Nice. Uh, unfortunately, the pick will be out on TikTok before it will be on this podcast. So uh, no way for people <laughs> to hammer that. But, you know, I might yeah. I might sprinkle some on there uh, with knowing that knowledge. But um, cool. So any plans? Obviously, there's some – the way you do it's really unique, at least the way I understand it is, you know, try to figure out what makes the most sense matchup wise. You're not just going to be like, well, I want to go see this team. So I'm just going to go there, but we are in conference play. Right. So there's, I mean, these are the best of the best in these conferences. I highlighted the, uh, before we started uh, recording, I highlighted the Charleston UNCW game in Wilmington. I tried my darndest to go. I really did. It's a two hour drive. I wanted to, I, I can't make any excuses. You're driving hundreds of miles every day, but um, <laughs> obviously that's going to be a huge, you know, you mentioned Charleston and Towson there. Um, any mm -hmm. particular team or, whether you can go or not, right? You don't have to sit here and tell everything, but any particular team, school, player that you plan on or want to see in the next 30 days or so? You know, that's a great question. I mean, I'm I'm so busy figuring out just my next move that I, I don't really have a ton of time to, like, plan ahead and, you know, really put together a wish list, but that would probably be smart. I probably need to. But as you mentioned, how I do it, I mean, I look at the Kim Palm projected scores about three to four days in advance, and I give myself a loose idea of where I'm going to be headed. I've also given my, created a binder for myself that has uh, kind of an atlas map of every single day up from now until Selection Sunday of where games will be played. Got it highlighted in yellow on the city so that I know, okay, I need to be in this general area in order to get to the next game that I'm going to. So I haven't, um, like I said, put together a wish list of guys that I want to see, but as the following's growing with the recent exposure, um, I'm loving all the people tweeting at me, hey, come watch this guy. He's been really special this year, averaging 16, unique player, whatever. And I will absolutely be listening to the followers, you know, what they want to see. Because, of course, if there's support for me to go there, then that should be best for content. I love it. Very strategic. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, you're getting to see some really cool places. I didn't have this written down, but I just want to ask. Obviously, 
there were some cool places like uh, Eastern Michigan, regardless of how that went with the money baits and, and how that turned yeah. out. People can go watch that video. <laughs> but um, the kids, obviously, something special, at least a little bit. We'll see. But mm-hmm. um, the George Gerving Center and obviously guys like that, legends have come through some of these places. What was the coolest yeah. atmosphere or arena or whatever you want to make it? Because obviously some of them didn't have anybody there. So take right. it as you wish. But what's what was one of the cooler atmospheres, I would say? Right. So, right. I'm hoping that it'll ramp up just a little bit as we get kids back in this entire time that I've been doing this. Kids are home for break. But the coolest environment was St. Bonaventure because, I mean, it's in the middle of absolutely nowhere. It's a really, really neat, historic looking gym. And then the town just supports it so heavily. I mean, I was one of probably four Patriot fans there uh, cheering for George Mason and lady behind me asked me after after the first half, I got to ask, what are you doing? So I explained my story to her and she was like, well, you're lucky the students are here because that's where they sit and they would be on you the entire night. Um, so what Mark Schmidt is doing there uh, or has done there, the tradition of that program. I know the Ironman 5 didn't exactly work out last year, but what they had done the last three years that was just a really cool venue, and you can tell the town loves that team and loves basketball. That's been my favorite so far. I was looking right at them because they were under Eastern Michigan when I asked the question, and I was there <laughs> yeah. day eight, and I was staring right at them, going, "Unless it's like Columbia, which isn't like the greatest uh, Ivy League environment, they've been good, you know, in, in a handful of years." But I was like, "It's got to be St. Bonaventure." I just always wondered. Yes. I'm glad you said it because I'm always wondered when Woj talks about, he very rarely talks personal stuff, but when he does, he like raves about St. Bonaventure as, as he's a basketball reporter and he knows basketball and understands it and loves it. So I always mm-hmm. wondered how much of that was homerism or homism or whatever you want to call it with Woj. So I was like, Oh, St. Bonaventure is probably cool. So we'll Dude, see. No, and you I, got to see it yeah, firsthand. Seven, so that's awesome. Right. 17 venues. That has been number one. Um, and yeah, I'll, I'll let you know when it gets top, but, Hasn't been yet. <laughs> awesome. I have one last question uh, before you can uh, get some plugs and make sure people know where to find it because this has actually been really cool to talk about. Um, mid-majors are so tough because they're unless you have ESPN Plus or unless you care enough to do it and watch it like some of us, it is really you know hard to catch some of these games and these players that are unbelievable and deserve a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. So part of the inspiration for this that you revealed when you were standing in front of their offices was uh, trying to get a job at Barstool Sports. So... <laughs> General yes. question, what was it like potting with Big Cat and Brandon and all those guys? I have to know. Dude, I mean, you know, my friends, I feel like, are more fired up for me than I am. Like, right now, this has been such a grind, both mental and physical, although I'm loving it so much that it doesn't feel like it. But, I mean, when I, I told my wife that I got the message, that like, hey, you're going to come up on the yak here in 30 minutes. I called her and, you know, she was trying to give me some pep talks and, and things like that. Don't be nervous. You, you've got your spiel down. You'll do great, whatever. And I was just like, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I have no choice. I can't be nervous. I, I cannot be nervous. So in that environment, I just had to do my best to act like I belong. You know, this is just casual conversation with the guys or whatever. But I'm sure once I get a slowdown and ever take a second to breathe, whether or not I get hired by Barstool or not, I will always relish that opportunity. I mean, they just they just expanded my font. I got 10,000 followers on Twitter like that overnight, just, you know, from that opportunity. So that just shows the cult like following that they have um, and, and that opportunity meant the absolute world. So it was 
very cool, but I almost didn't have a chance to like really soak it in because I was so focused on, all right, you got to perform. <laughs> Makes total sense. I Look, you're going to wake up one day and it's going to be April, whatever the last day of the tournament is, April 4th uh, that night or that morning <laughs> yeah. on Tuesday. And you're going to be like, what have I done? Like, this is amazing. Like, you're going to like, it's going right. to happen. I promise. I, I think someone who's right. been following it closely and really enjoying it. I, I, I from an outside looking in perspective, I, you are going to be like, what the heck just happened over the last three months? And yeah. honestly, I, in full transparency, I think Barstool is an amazing company. I think they do really, really well in the media game. But I do want to say there are places that they don't spread their wealth in terms of like their coverage. I think the Pat Bev podcast was the first time they really tried to do NBA outside of Celtics coverage for the first time in their history, at least that I'm remembering of general history. So I think college basketball is an untapped market for them. I really do. As big of a cult following as I think they have, I, I agree with you there. I think college basketball is a really cool space, and I think there's this like – I don't know. You're bringing this energy to it that I think would be really awesome. And obviously, obviously the wheel thing was cool and seeing where it landed. And, yeah. you know, obviously when someone texts Dave, that's a big deal, regardless of who it is. So it was just like, all right, right. whatever. I, I told you I'd end with that, but I had one more question that came up just okay. now. As somebody who's getting married in less than 60 days, I don't know how my wife or soon to be wife would have even handled this conversation of like, hey, right. I'm going to go drive around the country for three months and go and go to like the smallest schools you can find. And she'd be like, huh? So yeah. a a as not to not put you in a doghouse of any kind. A how did that conversation go? And B, are are you still married? Are you still good? <laughs> yes, I have to know. Yes, I I am still married. Uh, my wife's incredible. She's my rock. She's uh, I've won. I've won. She's the coolest person in the world, and she knows how passionate I've been about this over the last two years. I've been pursuing it. Obviously, not to this extent. I knew I. I finally just kind of had an internal conversation with myself. I can't half-ass two things and it work out, you know, exceptionally well for me. I got to go all balls to the wall here in a second. So I, I knew I had to do something brave, if you will, um, crazy. And I had that conversation with her, but I had all my details already mapped out. And so when I presented it to her, she's like, ha, this is such an original idea. There's so much that you can do with it you can't not do this. So then we start talking about the logistics, how it would work. And ultimately we're from small town, Oklahoma, very small town, Oklahoma. Um, she's always wanted to live in a big city at some point just for us to try it. So if this brings that opportunity, she would be absolutely thrilled. Um, and, and so, yeah, that's, that's where we're headed. So she's taken it unbelievably well and, and obviously hoping for me, it works out. All right. Before you get your plugs in Sooners or Cowboys. Soon. I graduated uh, from OU. That's yeah. what I, I thought I thought you had maybe alluded to that or said that in one of the videos, and I was like, I don't remember how it came up, but I was like, I'm pretty sure you said you were a senior guy. I just want to make sure I was correct on that. All right, yes, thank, you, thank you seriously for your time. Obviously, you've got to get to a game. Um, refresh my memory again where that was again tonight. Towson, Delaware. That's right, Delaware. Delaware. I was I knew it was somewhere northeast, uh, you know, south DC ish, whatever. I was close. Yes. Uh, all right, <laughs> plug plug away. Thank you for your time. Uh, where can people find you? Where can they continue to follow the journey? Awesome. Yeah. Twitter and TikTok at SharpShot Select. That is where you can find me. I release my I, a couple videos. I'll release my plays daily and then I'll release a review of whatever game I attended. I love it. Uh, thank you for your time. Once again, uh, all of the plugs, links, all the things will be below as well. Um, Twitter will be on the screen at SharpShot Select. Feel free to follow along if you want to have a little fun with college basketball like uh, I did with this series, watching how he's doing this as well as making some money. I can't forget that part. Uh, hopefully 9-8 and eight so far. Am I correct on the record? 
Ten and seven. Ten and, Ten seven. and seven. See, I probably Life missed today. I sat down today and I literally went, okay, one, two, one, two, three, four, five. And then you had these double <laughs> yeah. headers. I started getting lost. I was like, all right, I'm close yeah, enough. So, I mean, hey, I was, ten and seven's not bad. It's a no, no, no. Right, right. Making money. All right, awesome. Well, this has been the Two Pointers Podcast. Don't forget to check out uh, Two Pointers at your cart, uh, wenergy.com or link in description below for 10% off your order. Uh, thank you for watching. This has been the Two Pointers Podcast. We'll see you later.